for us, this is like really like it's it's love for the community, it's love for Berlin. Um, so only if you understand this kind of like flow, then you will come. Or you've been asked like Daryl here on the left <laughs> side, and of course. Yeah. But you know, we just don't want to be another event where it's about pitching or about a panel yeah, or yeah. about and all the the people sit here and they 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 listen and then the panel's over and everybody's like. What did I get out of this? And then they leave again. So I like really people to engage and to be active themselves. And to what we still have is the community. Is the network is twelve thousand followers, and we'll just see where it goes from there. So uh, Daryl, um, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I will put your audio level a little bit up. Yeah. Could you say something? Could you introduce yourself? Yeah. Uh, my name is Daryl Malone. Yes, and what do you do? So I'm a blockchain engineer and yes. computer scientist. A computer scientist. Very well. And uh, here across the table is my dear friend Yilis. Yilis. Hello, Derek. Get the word out there. Who are you? What do you do? So as of a few months ago, I, I'm back to being a freelance uh, software developer, uh, specializing in uh, building search engines. So. So currently working uh, with a small customer here in Berlin that is building a blockchain-based art registry. It's called Artery, and uh, I'm uh, re rebuilding their uh, search engine right now. Uh, also recently did a project with SoundCloud, uh, up upgrading their search engine. So yes. I'm very happy that you're here, Yilis. Yes. Really? yes. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming over and showing the love. Uh, for uh, the Friday Six Talk Show, I, but I'm happy you're back. <laughs> yeah. So I saw also that Daryl was like nodding, like, "Oh, okay, I've heard about this project." So yeah. maybe you can respond. Yeah. No, I know a little bit about Artery. Uh, I've met some of the people working there uh, just through kind of the blockchain, you know, circles and yes. things like that. Yes. Um, and so we've talked a lot about the things that they're working on and things like that. Okay. Uh, and and. Um, I mean, you know that I'm not a technical guy, so yeah. <laughs> maybe you, Yilis, you can start up by by explaining what what, what this does, or is it? It's uh, it, it's it's a bit awkward, so I can't really represent them as as I'm there as a freelancer. Course, but uh, but uh, briefly, they they are uh, a small startup that I think just got their Series A. Uh, they are building a, a registry where they're keeping track of uh, ownership changes of artwork. So, artwork. Okay. Yeah, so they're working with uh, uh, people like uh, Sotheby's and, uh, and those kind of big auctioneers. Uh, okay. Uh, and uh, their long-term goal is to, to work directly with artists and galleries to keep track of, of uh, the art. Okay, and yeah. is, it, is it like uh, what you hear often when, when talking about like blockchain-based uh, product that removing the middleman? It's, 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 it's not about the sales, it's more about the provenance of the artwork. So where does it come from? Uh, okay. is, is this authenticated? Uh, that, that kind of stuff. Ah, okay. Yeah. So that's where the really big money comes in, of course, yes. right? Because yeah. that's, that information is uh, worth... Uh, it's, it's a, it's a classic, classically paper-based problem. Right. And yeah. What's interesting for me, it's, it's, a, it's a nice domain, a lot of weirdness to the domain. And yeah, they have a search engine. Uh, <laughs> And a lot of people with expectations when they type something in the search box, uh, <laughs> yes, um, and that's that's what I do. Let <laughs> <laughs> it be right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
but you're freelance anyway, right? I hope your insurance covers all the claims that will happen afterwards when you fuck it up. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, if you, you buy the Mona Lisa for 50 cents, it wasn't me. So. <laughs> At least I understood a little bit of what yeah. the company actually does. Yeah. I still, of course, don't understand what you are actually doing, but yeah. I think we don't go into that because it will get too complicated for exactly. simple souls, souls like me. So, Daryl, what are you up to in Berlin? Uh, so, I am here working. Uh, I work for a company in the US called Factum. So, we're another blockchain company focused on records, uh, digital identity, things like that. Yes. Uh, I'm also the founder of an AI startup that is working on artificial intelligence technology for public defenders. Oh, uh, wow. So basically people who work as lawyers for people who can't afford lawyers, essentially. Okay. Okay. And, and how do you work? Because these seem to me like two like full-time projects. So uh, what is your role exactly in helping them? So in Factum, I am, uh, my official title is Engineer Support Liaison. Uh, so basically, I manage um, a lot of the relationships that we have with other engineers and engineer communities, okay. uh, people that are using our software and other engineers that are in the blockchain space. Um, I also work with a lot of our uh, kind of support teams and making sure that people know how to use our software, I help with the documentation, um, and basically all of our, I represent the company to right. other engineers. Uh, when it comes to the Tubman project, I'm the founder on that one. Um, so I do a lot of kind of just organizing, strategy, logistics, um, and just making the whole picture come together. It's an open source project, so I don't actually do much on the development side. A lot of it is kind of projects that either uh, lawyers who have some development skills will pick up, oh, or wow. other developers who are just interested in building technology yes. and civic hackers um, do a lot of that. Okay, uh, you, do you know uh, like a uh, famous tech interviewer, uh, Jason Calacanis? No. From the from from his show inside. No, I haven't. No, okay. Because he's a guy from from Silicon Valley. Obviously, he grew up there. Even he does so many interviews, mm -hmm. and he, he always has this way of asking questions like, "Okay, so which kind of project do you really want to be on? You cannot have two loves, right? So mm. which one do you really want to work on?" If I had to make a choice, I would choose Tubman. Luckily, okay. I do not have to do that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, of course, because the other employer can also listen in, of course, so they <laughs> want to know if you evangelize, yeah, you have to be an evangelist, so you have to do that in the right way. But, um, um, I mean, public offenders, and um, they don't seem to have a lot in common, but uh, are there any commonalities? or? There are to a certain extent. Um, factum is, there are a lot of legal issues surrounding um, blockchain records and things like that. So for example, there have been a couple of legal cases where they've used blockchain records as proof mm -hmm. of certain things happening um, in real life. And so there are there are some areas where they kind of converge, uh, specifically when it comes to things like evidence and things like that. But in terms of the actual, I mean, they're definitely not the same business. You know, uh, Tubman Project is definitely much more focused on the legal side. Uh, it's much more focused in like criminal law versus more corporate law where Factum kind of plays. Um, and it's also, obviously, it's more focused on machine learning um, based on what we're doing versus the blockchain engineering. Yes. For me, I'm, I'm just a tech nerd. So anything that gets me to learn more about how technology works and computer science, I'm, I'm happy with that. Wow, wow. How, how did this... 
how did this uh, come to life, this, this passion for theology? When did it start? Uh, it's pretty much been lifelong. Like I, I was, I had a, my first computer was one of these like old green screens with the floppy disk drive and like all that stuff. And I would like make little programs for, you know, I had like a library system for all the books that were in our house. I had like, you know, a card game, blackjack and stuff like that. So I was always just tinkering. And as I grew older, the projects just became more complex, you know, it just it's kind of how it goes. And you have a t-shirt of Boston College. Is it where you went to school as well? It is not. Okay. <laughs> you just so, like the Boston team? No, so I'm from Massachusetts. I was born, okay. I was born in Massachusetts. Okay. So right. I have a lot of uh, paraphernalia for just different, like for those that don't know, Massachusetts has probably more schools per capita than any other state in the United States. <laughs> so there's, uh, there's always a lot of stuff going on there. And yeah. then now I actually work uh, through the Tubman Project. I work with a lot of the schools there. So you'll probably see me wearing some Suffolk Law gear. Um, I have a lot of... Uh, so is it football or basketball or what, what, what do you I like? I have no idea. Oh, when it, when it comes to college sports? Yeah, yeah. I would say basketball. Basketball, thing, okay. yeah. yes. Yeah, people, you cannot uh, see Daryl because this is, of course, a radio show, but uh, he's uh, pretty tall. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Walking around the Beta House, uh, trying to not uh, kick over stuff because he's so tall <laughs> that usually he... <laughs> he he find the table in its way that was already there, but you know he's <laughs> so tall that he cannot help himself. Yeah, these things happen. But we still like him at the Beta House, so we we're going to keep him. <laughs> uh, so uh, why did you come to Berlin? It was just it was just a random chance. I um, I ended up I was really passing through. I was on my way to Medellin, Colombia. Uh, so I've been a digital nomad, uh, I guess, fully for the past two years of just really being able to have the ability to travel wherever and work from wherever. Um, and my original plan was this year I was going to go do my last little circuit around Europe and Africa and then head over to Medellin. But I was in Berlin. I started getting involved in like the crypto community here and I just decided it made a lot of sense to stay. You yeah. know, there's a, there's a lot happening here. Uh, it's a really great, just easy city to soak into and get involved in so it was just yeah it became a no-brainer yes but i mean you're also yourself very active you like to go out and talk to new people right oh yeah definitely definitely yeah, yeah. yeah i'm always out somewhere yes which is like it seems like a strange skill for like the general like impression that you have of developers sitting behind the screen and yeah uh, leave me alone and no well so i actually became an entrepreneur at a very early age uh, I started my first company pretty much right out of high school, college, more or less, when I was uh, 21. And so I've been, you know, starting, I did freelancing for a while. I did, um, founded a blockchain uh, ATM company. Um, so I have a lot of skills just developed from that. Yeah. Uh, obviously, entrepreneurship is not something you do by yourself, you know. So that that's kind of where a lot of that comes from. You ah, have to okay. come out of your shell when when... That's how you're going to pay your bills. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's just very functional. Yeah, I had to talk to this guy because he was going to pay my bills. Yes, yeah. yes, makes sense. That's how it goes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, so some people become bouncers. You you become like a blockchain expert, right? So it's like uh, you could have done both. So Yilis, uh, you've yeah. been a for a long time here in the scene. So actually, it's very nice to compare. So what what is your impression now? Uh, what, is it still 
as exciting as when you came a couple of years back? It's it's uh, the uh, naivety of of uh, ten years ago when I moved to Berlin is, is gone. So so ten years ago the the startup scene was like small ish. Uh, I I moved here and I joined uh, from Finland uh, in the uh, maps department of Nokia at the time, who had just bought what basically had become one of the first exits in Berlin, just the acquisition of Gate Five by Nokia in 2006. So. It's so like 2009, I moved here, uh, and yeah, uh, it was fun for a while. And then uh, I think we met at one of the events at, uh, at the Gate 5 office at some point, where you did the Friday at 6, I yes. think in 2012 or so. Yeah, uh, so the story yeah. behind that one, I, yeah. I, I like to claim this, because it was like a little bit like the, 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 the fire starter of it all, because I did yeah. 22 shows in 20 uh, weeks, yeah. also like this, and... Basically, the only people that came were the guests that I invited. So there were just like five people and they were all interviewed and there was no audience. Uh, but after doing so many shows, I got like really one or two like fans and they followed me and one of them had the brilliant idea in 2011, uh, I was not totally not into web, to post an event on Facebook. And all the people who were guests before they thought that, oh, okay, yeah, it's the event, I was a guest there, it's cool, so they started sharing it. So then, this was actually like, there, there was like the PR agency of Nokia at that time, yeah. that it said, okay, if you're going to come, then we will pay for the pizzas and the beer. And I was immediately like, wow, that's the best deal I've ever had. Like, actually people wanting me to come, because before I was only like, approaching people, hey, do right. you want to have the show? Do you want to come on board? And Wow, you mean if they don't know it, it's a hard sell. So, and through this Facebook event, like more than 200 people came. All of a sudden, out of nothing, there were 200 people because of the Facebook events. And then, like this was like the PR agency was like, what the fuck? You know, so they were so happy. Mm. And actually also then in 2011, uh, 2012, February 2012, I think I, I thought that, oh, but maybe maybe this can be something right uh, and from radio it started to become television and that actually became in the end my the, the pitfall because because there were cameras and because there were a lot of costs involved and the corporates were not really into berlin yet there was there were very few sponsors who could pay for such a production yeah. and um, um, also it lost a bit of the charm because television is lots of production you have the lamps and, and you leave out kind of like the audience and with me it was always the case like the audience are the guests right because everybody has an interesting story you know I talked to eight people today already and they all like one guy came from uh, Osaka from Defcon yesterday talking about web3 uh, the woman from New York saying, "Okay, I hate Berlin. I only, I mean, I come from Cologne. What should I do in Berlin?" So, but and this actually is the charm of the show. This is also how I built twelve thousand followers in the end on SoundCloud. <coughs> so, um, yeah, I think that Nokia, where we actually met, yeah, um, uh, is also maybe is is maybe where it all got started in the end. Yeah. If, uh, if you trace back the roots, uh, uh, when I joined Nokia in Berlin in 2009, uh, I briefly shared the office with uh, Christoph Mayer, who went on to become one of the uh, angel investors that is still active in Berlin, uh, yeah. behind quite a few big companies at this point. Uh, yeah, and, uh, 
those those people are still there, but we're now talking third and fourth generation startups uh, emerging, yes. right? So and, and there's big money moving in from everywhere right now. Uh, I think there's like what is it, half a million people or fifty thousand million, fifty thousand people moving in every year to Berlin. Uh, projected for the next ten years or so, so we'll grow by like half a million. Uh, which is why the rents are going up. Everything is going crazy, and most of those yeah. people are. are and, and I think the corporates yeah. are also moving oh, in, yeah. right? The bigger budgets are moving yeah. in, and and um, uh, I I think that like crypto is more or less the only space now in Berlin actually where there's like really creative people trying oh, yeah. to do <coughs> interesting stuff because yeah. all the other engineers working on like uh, commercial internet uh, ventures. It's pretty much a bit, yeah, all the business models are not so new anymore. It's just a, a matter of execution, right, Daryl? How do you see this? Yeah, no, I definitely see that. Uh, like I said, that was one of the things that most attracted me to staying here was the fact that there is so much of that creative atmosphere that's really being centered here. Yeah. Um, and I'm coming from uh, Austin where there's ah, a pretty sizable okay, nice. community yeah. there as well yeah, sure. in terms of the cryptocurrency and just uh, blockchain technology space. Yeah. Um, but Berlin has much more, it's a lot more vibrant because there's a lot more of an international aspect to it that isn't quite as readily apparent in Austin, Texas. Okay. You know? It's just, it's a lot easier to get to Berlin from a lot of places in the world. You know, it's really kind of, Germany is sitting in this crossroads where it's kind of not too far from Africa, not yes. too far from Asia, not too far from America. So you kind of get a lot that ends up happening here. And it's also one of the biggest uh, countries for trade in general. So there's just already this openness to outside people and outside ideas that in a lot of the world is actually shrinking, you yes. know? So I think that was uh, those were kind of some of the things that I noticed here. And you definitely see that when you talk to the people that are building companies here and that are working companies here that that just fire for just wanting to try something new and yes. being ready to fail if necessary and pick yeah. up and try again. Uh, was it easier for you to to register here and to you know get all the paperwork done or? Uh? It hasn't been too hard. Okay. Um, I'm still not completely done yet, uh, and it's a little bit. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's it's a little complicated, but I imagine you know coming from the U.S. it's probably easier for me than than for most people. So so yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a different kind of passport, of course, that you then yeah, have. Yeah. But uh, because there are also many projects running in, like attract foreign talent uh, right. and, and 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 you know getting the bureaucratic things over yeah. with. Uh, because at a couple of years is, um, back, German was the only language spoken at many right. of the Bürgerämter, so many of the the civil. Uh, yeah, I, I know the one that the, the immigration one. Most of the people there were speaking English if okay. you if you needed it. Yeah. Um, but there's also just the fact that I think Germany is the only place in the EU that has a freelance visa. So basically, even if you're not coming with a company sponsoring you, yeah, you can still be able to apply for a visa and things right. like that if you're self-employed. Um, so that's another thing that makes Germany a lot more open than most places. Yes. So yeah, let's. Yeah, Friday at 6 again, man. Yeah. 
and actually starting at six this time. So, <laughs> which which used to be not a thing, right? So yeah, well, everybody came late. It was not my yeah. fault. I so. was late. That's uh, that's why I was uh, slightly sweating when I came in. Yeah, 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 yeah. No worries. You 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 biked yeah. really hard to get here on time. I uh, I, I support a no, Chinese startup joking. called Mobike. Uh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and then even sweating. What were you doing on the Mobike? Uh, it's, it's, it's like a little clown oh, bike. Oh, it's not electric, right? No, it's not oh, electric. No, <laughs> okay. no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh, yeah. I, I love it that uh, you came over and uh, that you shared your story. Sure. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, that Berlin will be for the show, for the Friday Six show, but also for you guys will stay as interesting uh, as, as it was before. Berlin always stays interesting, so uh, that's, that's how I last here. <laughs> Ha, <laughs>